Welcome into another edition of Gone Racing. Jeff Motley alongside Brendan Gone. And holy smokes, Brendan, this race at Atlanta, it was just, I mean, it was off the charts this past week. Look, as, as a better, you held your ticket even five minutes after that race because you did not know who won it. But I got to tell you, I, I, I texted you as the race was going on and said, this might be the best race I've ever seen in my life in NASCAR history. But I also and, and you followed that up. Well, I was going to say, what did I follow that up with? Uh, this is why I'm retired. This is why I'm retired. <laughs> now, I, I watched that race, Motley, and I'm watching. You, you were you were previously engaged when they were four wide for three straight laps, and I said, "Oh my God, Jeff, you, you're missing this." And I I literally was like, "Yeah, there's a reason why." I suddenly felt old on my couch because I'm watching this, and I swear to goodness, you could not put a piece of paper in between them. What we've always joked about how tight we run at Daytona, Talladega, all that stuff, right? No, no. I've never seen that tight of racing. And they were four wide for three straight laps with 30 laps to go. I mean, they were. And, and we talked the week before on the show that we don't even think you could run three wide for very, very many laps. And not only did they finish three wide, but no one ended up upside down or backwards, backwards. at the end of the finish line. So they did that I, on lap one. Um, uh, and a few other laps in between, yes. I might add. But I just thought it was incredible the way those guys drove, oh. and goodness, and the credit to Daniel Suarez. Because I'll tell you, if you go back, if you hadn't watched that race, and you saw the white flag lap, even you saw them on the back straightaway, and you knew that Daniel Suarez had won, you'd say, how Not a on chance. earth did he Not do this? An amazing, amazing run for Daniel Suarez. Just the, the, whole, the whole last, the, listen, that is why those guys, they, they earned their paychecks. The guy that finished 21st earned his paycheck last week. That was absolutely one of the most phenomenal things I've ever seen in my racing life. And the finish, look, kudos to Marcus Smith. I'm sorry. I beat on Marcus Smith for how many years saying, please don't repave. I was in that group, right? Don't repave Atlanta. Well, if don't they re hadn't repaved it eventually, we we're going to be running a dirt race at Atlanta. I mean, the track I, look, was getting to be that kind I, of that I condition. don't disagree with you. It, it, was getting in, it was getting a little difficult, but it's just it was such a good race. The, the, the gahonies it took to say, okay, I'm going to put a pack a bunch more banking in this thing on a mile and a half and try to get a super speedway mile and a half. We're all going, oh, God, remember when you guys, when you screwed up, you know, Bristol? Like, why? It's, this place does so good. Oh, my God, Marcus Smith, I am sorry that I ever even questioned you. I will polish your shoes when you tell me, sir. I mean, it was what they put on there was absolutely amazing. If you were a better, your tickets you you ripped them up on lap two. You grabbed them, taped them together on lap twenty. You ripped them back apart on lap one hundred and five, and it was absolutely phenomenal what they did. Even if you go the weekend the, the day before to the Xfinity race with the fuel mileage and guys running out of gas, and it just it put on that Atlanta Motor Speedway might be one of the greatest race spectacles that we have in our sport right now. Oh, it was an unbelievable race. You know, I texted uh, Brandon Hutchinson and Dustin Bixby down there after the race was over. I said, gee, thanks, guys. How are we going to follow <laughs> yeah. that up? Because, yeah. I mean, coming to Vegas, if everybody's going to expect another three-wide finish, oh. it's going to be a hard a hard act to follow. But just an amazing race, a, a race that was also, I think, great for NASCAR. The TV ratings have come mm -hmm. in. The TV ratings uh, for Atlanta were up 33%, but over the second race last year at Fontana, up 5%, to know that there was a larger TV audience watching what I think is one of the most thrilling races in the history of NASCAR. Look, uh, you know, the, the most famous race, of course, for TV ratings was the snow out, the famous Cale Yarborough fight, right? 19, that, 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 that whole story, you know, right now, what that did and the fact that the numbers were up that high, that that's a great, that, that bodes very well, even for a Vegas, because what you saw last week, 
I listened, I listened to a tale of two owners, and this is why some days you don't need to give the owners a voice, Jeff. Tony Stewart says, oh, my God, this is awful. I've wrecked five cars in two weeks. This is terrible. And Rick Hendrick came out. Now, Rick Hendrick won. <laughs> Tony Stewart didn't. But Rick Hendrick came out and said, you know what? It's worth every dime. If the race looks this good and the fans get this excited about it and it ends up that great, then you know what? And I'm on the Rick Hendrick side. If you're going to own a race team, you're going to spend money, period. But right there, Rick Hendrick showed the definition of, of why he is one of the greatest owners in the history of NASCAR. He said, you know what? It may cost me money. And I, you know, yeah, I f he won the race and, and he had some, some great finishers in this race. But it doesn't matter what it cost. What it gave us, the, the Kale Yarborough, David Pearson fight. What it gave us. Who did Dave Pearson fight? I mean, not David Pearson. I said Yarbrough, Donnie, Donnie Allison. I meant Donnie Richard Allison. Petty won, Richard went, Petty won the race. Won the race. But, it, but the, what it did for the sport, I think, as you said, by TV ratings and that sort of stuff, absolutely unspeakable what it did for him. And like I said, as betters, dear God. I mean, can you imagine? You, on lap two, you ripped your ticket up if you had half the field. They all, they're all over the place. They're wrecking. You're like, ah, oh, you're throwing your, and then on lap 25, you know, Martin Truex is, is leading the race after being in the wreck on lap one. And you're going, oh, where's that ticket? Where's that ticket? You know what well, I mean? Anybody had a chance to win. And speaking of tickets, uh, Daniel Suarez was 30 to one yeah. to win the race. Uh, his top three was a plus eight fifty. And we're going to actually pat our pit crew on the back who actually picked him for a top three. If no, they no, no. Any. They didn't. Picked they, him for top three. Oh, top three. That's if right. they'd had top any three. guts, they'd have won a 30 to 1 odd, but they didn't. Also, Chevy coming in plus 150. <clears throat> Somebody up at this desk picked Chevy to win. So yes, I really did. went on a limb there. And, oh, and also helped his his odds for the championship. He opened at 100 to 1. He's down to 75 to 1. I think. Still a great number. If on you're going to bet, this is a good time to bet Daniel Suarez yeah. still at 75 to 1 because you know he's one of the 16 guys in the playoffs. So I think right now this is a great, great opportunity to go after Daniel Suarez. Nope, absolutely. And, and when you get to the top 10, Jeff, some of the returns in the top 10, even with the guys that finished, we said before the race, great returns on top threes. Now, we didn't have any of these, but how about after the top three? Look at that top 10 order, though. That's phenomenal names in this. Well, no one needed a good run any worse than Austin Sendrick. I mean, there's a guy that's really really struggled ever since he won the Daytona 500, yep. really, uh, a couple years ago. Bubba Wallace. Bubba, that is back-to-back -back top 10 finishes for Bubba. He's right up there. I know we're only two races in, but he's right up there at the top of the yep. points. And look, if you can be up there near the top escaping Daytona and Atlanta, you got to really feel good as you go forward into the rest of these races. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., uh, uh, Ross Chastain, uh, not a big surprise there. His teammate there, Daniel Suarez, McDowell, a good run, Busher, and Ty Gibbs getting the top 10. So here's different the names up there. McDowell, he finishes eighth, had the pole. That's a legit pole right there. And ran well all day. But who ran even better than him all day? His teammate, Todd Gilland. Todd Gilland, he led... 58 laps in his in this race. Highest he's ever led in his cup career. I think it's highest he's ever led in, in an Xfinity or truck career. And Todd Gillen, that front row team this year, better watch out. They have made a statement, and we're going to see when it comes, of course, this weekend to Vegas if that if that continues to to roll that same direction. Well, and before we get in, in into Vegas and, and talk about the upcoming races and things, we got a couple of news items I think we <laughs> ought to talk about. So the first one I want to talk about is is the duck glove or whatever it was. The catcher's mitt. Catcher's mitt. Catcher's uh, mitt. First baseman's mitt, whatever. But so the glove <laughs> that Joey Logano now, and by the way, Joey Logano, I know he got a fine and nobody wants to pay a fine. He may have had the most fortunate penalty 
Fortunate's an understatement. Fortunate's an understatement, Jeff. Logano was going to go down two laps. That pit road in Atlanta starts in turn three now. True, in which we saw people having problems because have you ever, by the way, had a pit road that had two different pit road speeds? That's that's hilarious, by the way. 90 and then down to 45. Yeah. So that but, was... but he ends up getting a penalty where, first of all, the glove. All right, there's been all sorts of things we've done over the years, right? I, mean, I didn't even know that was in the rule book. It, it, it's, no, it's an SFI part. SFI is a manufacturer-specific part. The that gloves are? Gloves are SFI. Shoes are SFI. So he really did have a Underwear is SFI. That would be illegal either, although he wouldn't yes. be able to hold the wheel, we know. But. but what's really funny is, so all through the years, like there's, matter of fact, my last race at Daytona, my last Daytona 500, Wayne Otten came on at me because as I'm going on the back straightaway, I'm in fourth gear, I'm at 180, getting up to speed. I take my hands off the wheel. I loosen my seatbelts up. I use my knee to drive the steering wheel like you would, you know, drinking your cup, cup of coffee driving down the road. And I pull my window net all the way forward past my head. And how fast were you going at this? At 180. And, and, and this is qualifying at Daytona. And I get the window net all the way past my head. And then I go in and you turn off the alternator and you turn off all these switches. And then you put your left arm in the window and I fill the A post with my arm. So I drive right-handed, leaning in, doing this. And Wayne Otten comes to me after, the ra- after qualifying and they've got an in-car picture of the window net. Like if my head's here, so I'll turn sideways. If my head's here, the window net was like all the way up here. And he's like, why? I go, well, it's, it's, it, it's something that is an advantage in qualifying. So we do these things. I've never seen the catcher's mitt. That was like completely new. He stuck his, so with the folks he did, he stuck his hand out the window with this special made glove. Well, he, was, he was getting the wind to divert the wind, which it would have never helped him really during the race. No, it's only but a qualifying. It only helped him in qualifying. It's a qualifying move. And so he stuck his hand out the window. I just couldn't believe that. Do you think he knew he wasn't supposed to do that? Or, or do you, I mean, no, if, listen, I can stick my hand out the window all I want. No, no, no. Do you know, do you think he knew he wasn't supposed to put webbing in his glove? Or do you, do you, here's a question. Do you, you think that Joey Logano is the one that put the webbing in his glove? Well, he put the glove on. Uh, do, do, do you think Joey Logano no, went and I said, no, hey, not, I didn't say he's Betsy Ross over here sewing a web just, into the middle of do, his glove. Do you think I that was even his idea? Do you think he said, you know, I looked at them wind tunnel numbers, and I think if I stick my hand out right here, it's going to help this car turn. Do you think he had anything to do with that? Okay. Should we move on to the other penalty? I just think had? it's hilarious. I just, I loved it. All right, well, I loved we it. have another penalty. After the race was over, we had the roof rails that had been confiscated from Noah Gregson pre-race. and Ryan Priest. They, they, that was pre-race. Yes. But now they were hit with a massive points penalty that has suddenly put both of those guys into the negative points right now. Nothing, never good to have negative, negative points, points two races. That that, that puts you season. in even this early. It puts you in a must-win situation. What that is is basically another thing, like just like the glove. It's a, it's a built part. But NASCAR has said they have come with a rule, Jeff, a while ago. Do not mess with these cars, and do not mess with the parts that we tell you not to mess with. And guess what? They did. Don't know what they did. Honestly, don't care what they did. They messed with a part. They got hit with a big fine. And it's, it, that's going to hurt those two teams because those are two teams that, that you know, could have tried to be 15th, 16th in points, place points-wise. But now yeah. they have to be – they got to win a race. This question I'm going to ask you, there would have been a different answer if I'd asked you this question five years ago. Sure. Knowing the way penalties are handed out now, why would anybody mess with those things? <sighs> Stuart Haas. They've been struggling since going back to last year. But, they, but everybody gets caught now. True. Somebody gets away with <laughs> Hey, only the people who've gotten caught have gotten caught. Well, that was that was profound. I'm just saying, only people got caught. Do you think that nobody else is getting caught? Do you think that no? Do you think everybody is perfectly word, clean? Word, words to live by by Brendan only ones Gaughan. that got caught got caught. Words to live by by Brendan Gaughan.
Okay. All right. We come back. <laughs> We're going to start breaking down this weekend, Pennzoil 400, Las Vegas Motor Speedway. We have 11 amazing restaurants featuring a wide variety for every price range and appetite. South Point's Garden Buffet has something for everyone at unbeatable prices. Or if hunger strikes in the middle of the night, join us at Coronado Cafe. The American menu offers breakfast, lunch, or dinner 24 hours a day, plus a Chinese kitchen for authentic Chinese dishes from 11 a.m. to 11 p.m. From steak and eggs to wonton soup, it's fast and friendly service 24-7. When you need a quick pick-me-up, you can find it at our state-of-the-art Starbucks just inside the main South Point entrance. Order ahead with the Starbucks app for easy mobile order pickups. Or enjoy your favorites in the relaxing dining area anytime, day or night. If you love Mexican food, Baja Miguel's has all of your south of the border favorites. There are dozens of classics to choose from, like fajitas, ceviche, chimichangas, tacos, and more. And for spirit lovers, Baja's colorful non-smoking tequila bar is right outside. Or maybe you're in the mood for seafood. Big Sur Oyster Bar has fresh seafood prepared right before your eyes. Savor freshly shucked oysters, crab legs jambalaya, shrimp and lobster, beers on tap, and a selection of fine wines are perfect to pair with your seafood favorite. Whether lunch or dinner, you'll love this fun atmosphere located just off the casino floor. Ready to shake things up? Step back in time and treat yourself to one of the oldest restaurant chains in the country. Steak and Shake, famous for original mouth-watering steak burgers and hand-dipped milkshakes in a variety of flavors. For some old-fashioned fun, try Steak and Shake. Back here in Gone Racing, Jeff Motley alongside Jeff Brendan Motley. Gone. And Jeff. yes, we our producer Ann, she's signaling us back in, but we actually used to have a producer named Des who had maybe the highest pitch voice. Like when Des would yell... Every dog in the neighborhood would come running toward the <laughs> we studio. We love Des, though. We love Des, though. Um, so Anne is trying to do her Des. The best Des impersonation. Impersonation. And I don't think she has it down quite yet. She's got to work on it a little bit. So <laughs> anyway, guess what? We have wrapped up the M Better 400 in Atlanta. We are turning our attention to one of our two favorite weekends of the year. And we say that because we do this show here in Las Vegas, which we need to remind everybody as we get into odds. We're actually taping the show on a Wednesday. Wednesday this week. Evening. Because... Um, a couple of us are a little bit busy this weekend with the pins. I can't believe you're busy this weekend, Mr. Motley. Why are you busy? I mean, I'm just trying to get an hour away to to come in and do the show. So, uh, so this weekend it's Las Vegas pins 400. Our next few races on our calendar. It's really, really getting some diversity into the schedule. Now we'll go to Phoenix raceway next week, staying out here in the, in the desert. Then we head to Bristol on concrete. No more dirt at Bristol. Then we head down to the twisting, turning 20 turn road course at circuit of the Americas in Austin. And then we head over to Richmond Raceway for the track they call the Action Track. The um, that was never one of your favorite tracks, I don't believe. One of my favorite was, was it? So, but as we hmm. look to Las Vegas, we have got a couple of guys, Brad Keselowski and Joey Logano, who each have three wins in Las Vegas, trying to catch Jimmy Johnson's four wins. But lately, we have seen huge dominance by Hendrick Motorsports. Kyle Larson won here last fall. Byron's a defending champion of the race. Larson's got a couple of wins here. Bowman's got a win here in the last mm -hmm. couple of years. So between the the Joey, Joey Logano and the Hendrick cars, who's going to knock those guys off? 
Well, it, I mean, look, I think that Brad Keselowski and his track record here, that's one that, you know, could do very well. But I look down there at that RCR driver, Kyle Busch, look at that 12 top fives in 24 races at his, or 25 races at his home track. That 50% top five, 47.6. top 10. Yeah, I mean, that's, out of that's phenomenal, some of these stats. But right now, this is going to be our first test, Jeff, of the that dark horse Ford Mustang. This will be the first real test. It has looked great so far to start the season at these super speedways. They didn't win, but they looked very good. This is going to be the test. Can those Mustangs look that good now on the tracks that matter? Well, and we've seen the success that Joey Logano's had here. And we mm -hmm. like to joke sometimes in this race because it's the Pennzoil 400. He's driving the company car because car. he's won this race uh, a couple times here. He's got three wins total. I think at least two of those have come in the Pennzoil 400. And, you know, you mentioned Kyle Busch. His only win here was 15 years, years ago, ago in 2009. Trust me, he hears that all the time. He's tired of hearing it. Well, he's not only tired of hearing it, but do you know who is most chapped about that race? Is our yeah, buddy Clint Boyer. Because it was, it it was, was the only yeah. year we didn't run 400 miles. It was a 427-mile race. Clint Boyer was actually leading at the 400-mile mark. He'll talk, he'll talk about that on TV this week, too, because he's calling it. Yeah, you know, he might. He but might. Who, has, who has the best average finish in the last 10 races? I'm sure you're going to tell us. Well, Martin Truex Jr. is really close. Nine top 10s in 10 races at 7.4. Kyle Busch, 7.3 average finish. Six top fives compared to three top fives for Martin Truex. Well, and we've seen the success that Chevrolet has had at the track over mm -hmm. the last few races. So, and, and look, Kyle's run very strong the first two weeks, too. I mean, yes, I, know that, I know that we really, it's hard to compare those first two weeks to what we're going to be doing this weekend. But let's start taking a look at our odds for this weekend. Uh, Kyle Larson comes in as our favorite at a plus 400. That makes him a, I would say, an overwhelming favorite. And then no big surprise, the defending champion of the race, William Byron, comes in at plus 900. Then we got Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, Tyler Reddick, Martin Trix Jr., and Ryan Blaney all at 10 to 1. Chase Elliott and Kyle Busch, 14 to 1. Ross Chastain, 16 to 1. A three-time winner in Brad Keselowski, a three-time winner in Joey Logano, both at 18 to 1 along with Bubba Wallace and Ty Gibbs. Well, and look, here's the deal why you got Brad and Joey at 18, because we don't know what those those Ford Mustangs have right now. That That's still a very unknown you know, commodity. But what I look at right there that screams to me is a double-digit, first of all, Denny Hamlin. Denny Hamlin, you know, uh, four top ten, fives in the last 10 races. And but, he's got a win here. And he's got a win here. But I look at that Christopher Bell and Tyler Reddick. Tyler Reddick has four top tens, in eight races. Now, remember, Richard Childress was not that strong for some of those, and he got a bunch of those top tens. But Christopher Bell has four top tens, two top fives in those eight races. These are two drivers in Toyotas that do really, really well here. The Toyotas have not won here like Martin Truex, okay, other than that, but, and Denny Hamlin. But these kids, I like these kids. I think that, that these two guys right now are prime for, uh, and, and somebody that needs it is Tyler Reddick. Well, and, and one guy that I want to bring up, because he certainly he had a season to forget last year. He's the only Hendrick driver who has not won at Las Vegas, and that's Chase Elliott. He's coming in at 14 to 1. Could this be the week that we finally see Chase <laughs> Elliott? I mean, last year you kept picking him. I was going to say, what did I say last disappointing year? You. Yeah. But I've got to believe that, you know, now it's like, okay, we got Atlanta, we got Daytona behind us, we got to settle in now and let's get ready for the season. This, to me, is a great opportunity for Chase Elliott. What did I tell you about after when I finally jumped off the Chase Elliott bandwagon? What did I say? 
I'm not starting to bet him again until he finally starts getting That's it right. done. Show me something before show I'm me something. show you the money. Right? Daytona okay. and Talladega, Daytona and Atlanta do not count as show me something yet. And so I still need to believe in what he's doing. He's got a second place here in 2021. Last year, he's got a 32nd and and did not race in the first one because he was he was he was injured injured so right. and his race before that 2022 is 21st so i, I just i gotta wait to see that i still i still like that that truex or sorry that reddick and bell up there is my favorite on this page well and you know I, and i'm thinking more of the hendrick motorsports mm -hmm. part than necessarily who's driving in, but which and that's the thing kyle larson's plus 400 that's about as low of a number for an odd to win a race you know the first two races this year the favorites were double digits. We only got we got two guys in single digits in this race, um, which would be hard to pick against those guys. All you right, haven't got to a Hendrick driver yet that I think could win this thing. Okay, well, I have a feeling I'm getting ready to call his name because he's been a winner here before. So let's get to what we call page two on our on our YouTube uh, show here. Those listening to us on SiriusXM, there's not like, page. What's, what's page two? Okay. So these are our longer shots. So Alex Bowman comes in at twenty to one. Chris Busher's thirty. Eric Jones, 50. Daniel Suarez, last week's winner, 60-1. to 1. Austin Sendrick, Austin Dillon, Carson Hosevar, John Hunter Nemechek, Michael McDowell, all 100-1. to 1. Noah Gregson, Chase Briscoe, Corey LaJoy, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., 200-1. to 1. And for some reason, the field is 20-1. to 1. Who's in the field? Justin Hayes uh, is there's in the field. Seven, there'll be seven cars in the field. So Seven cars uh, in Once the field. again, 20-1, to 1, not deep enough for me to bet the field here at Las Vegas. But look, I'm going to zero right in on that Alex Bowman bet. You know, he won here in 2022, this race, Pennzoil 400 race in 2022. Uh, in 2023, he had a third-place finish in the Pennzoil 400. In the playoffs, he had he crashed and had a bad day. So I do like that at 20-1. to 1. And you know what? Who's the guy that right after the playoff, right before the playoffs started, who was one of the hottest drivers in the sport, made his way through a bunch of rounds? Chris Boucher. Won on all the different style of tracks. He's 30-1 to 1 now. That still goes into my category of what does the dark horse Ford Mustang have? But I do like Bowman. I do like Chris Boucher. Those two right there scream on this page to me. Great value. Well, I agree with you. The value is, is amazing. And look, Daniel Suarez, he's going to have a lot of confidence walking into that garage. He's going to have his chin up. What, what my momentum, right? I like momentum. I, momentum. And, and we like to talk about chasing trophies. And right now he's chasing playoff well, points. And, and his, his teammate, how many times has he last year had a, a mediocre season by their their standards lately but this is a mile and a half is where Dan, Ross Chastain was on our first page at, at you know at, at of 12 to 1 so that's a that's a hell of a number on his teammate who just won no i totally agree all right let's take a look at our top 3s here Kyle Larson as uh, not much value there either plus 110 William Byron and Denny Hamlin are plus 250 Ryan Blaney and Christopher Bell plus 260 Tyler Reddick and Truex 275 Kyle Busch is 350, Chase Elliott 380, Ross Chastain and Logano at 400, Keselowski, Bubba Wallace at 550, Busher and Bowman at 600, Ty Gibbs at 750. Listen, I, I'm the one I like right there, bottom of that first column, Kyle Busch plus 350. He's top five, 47.6% of the time he is top five at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. He is plus 350 for a top three. That uh, hey, uh, last time I checked. That's almost a top five. So, it, 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 uh, uh, yep, I like him. I think that's a great number. I completely agree with you. Kyle Busch being a plus 350, I think, is a great number. I think Joey Logano being plus 400. Um, you know, Brad Keselowski, even though he's got similar numbers to Logano in Las Vegas, I think until Brad actually has that 
that huge run with his new team. I know we saw Busher win races, but we, we haven't, haven't seen Brad, seen Brad do that yet. So I think I'm a little bit in the Keselowski camp that maybe you are in the Chase Elliott camp right now. Got to see, um, got to see it. I, right, I got to see it. it. I mean, I think it's there. I completely think it's there. And I think if there's a track where Brad's going to walk into with a great deal of confidence, it's going to be, be Las Vegas. Vegas Motor Speedway. You know, he just did an interview, I think, with uh, Channel 8 here in Las Vegas uh, last week where he talked about how he wanted to be the guy to – catch Jimmy Johnson to have the four wins in Las Vegas and it's to close. eventually go for five. So. Well, look, Kyle Busch, going back to him, third, third, fourth, third, 14th, third. Going back to 2021. I mean, uh, top three. I said top fives 50% of the time, right? Well, it's third, third, fourth, third, 14th, third. Yeah, no question he's going to be one of the guys to watch out for. Now, the rest of our page of uh, or our second page of top threes, Eric Jones is 11 to 1, Daniel Suarez 12 to 1, and then a big drop-off. Michael McDowell, Nemechek, Hosevar, Dylan, Cindric, all at 22 to 1. Stenhouse, Gregson, Barry, LaJoy, Briscoe, all at 40 to 1. Zane Smith, Gilliland, Priest, and Harrison Burton, all at 60 to 1. And I think maybe the two guys there at 11 to 1 and 12 to 1, I would not be surprised if either one of those guys got in there. I think Daniel Suarez at 12 to 1 in Vegas could be a really, really good number. I love momentum. I love what, what Ross Chastain has been able to do. He's Three top fives in the last nine races at Las Vegas Motor Speedway for Ross Chastain. His teammate, same equipment. They do a good job of that over there at Trackhouse. 12-1, to 1, off the win, double-digit top three. I cannot say I dislike Daniel Suarez at this racetrack. Yes, history, 15-10, 15-15, 17, a lot of those teams. But this is, uh, you know... I'm hoping it's a breakout time for Suarez because that's a hell of a race. He's got a hell of a race team, and I think he he could have that good top three. I like that 12-1 to 1 right there. You know, And I know there's a big difference between the Xfinity Series and the Cup Series, but you know, there's a couple of guys on there. Josh Berry has got two Xfinity wins in mm -hmm. Vegas. Chase Briscoe's got wins in Vegas in the Xfinity Series, and it hasn't been that long ago that both of them won. So at least they go into Las Vegas not feeling like, oh, I don't really know my way around this racetrack. I mean, they know their way around the track, and – They've had success here, even though it hasn't been in the Cup Series. No, and listen, Todd Gilliland is down there at 60-1. to 1. I just talked about Front Row Motorsports. That could be a great dark horse pick if they if those Mustangs are as good as they hope. Well, if he runs again like he did this past week, he certainly will. Okay, we come back on Gone Racing. We'll start giving you the driver head-to-heads, and we'll get into our favorites, the group matchups. South Point offers all the types of entertainment you'd expect at a first-class Las Vegas resort. Did you know our 400-seat showroom is one of Las Vegas' top destinations for live entertainment? Enjoy live performances by classic Vegas entertainers, bands, and today's hottest comedians, plus a rock and dance floor. You can also enjoy live entertainment at the Grand View Lounge, where you'll feel all the vibes of old Las Vegas. Enjoy the music, and if you love to laugh, don't miss The Dirty at 1230, our very own free comedy show, every Friday night at 12.30 a.m. in the Grandview Lounge. The Dirty is 100% free, so arrive early. Go to southpointcasino.com or call the box office at 77136 for today's performances at the showroom and the Grandview Lounge. When you're ready for your favorite cocktail, stop in and unwind at one of our seven specialty lounges. There's a bar around every corner, because you're in Vegas, baby. South Point Casino has plenty of attractions for the whole family. Catch a movie. Our 16-screen movie theater includes two XD extreme screens for the ultimate in viewing, sound, and luxury. 
After the show, treat the family to a variety of treats at our old-fashioned ice cream parlor, Kate's Corner. We scoop up a variety of creamy concoctions, including smoothies, hand-dipped cones, milkshakes, malts, sodas, and sundaes. At Kate's, there's something for everyone. And if you've still got time to spare, our bowling center might be right up your alley. Voted Best of Las Vegas, it's a great place for friends and family fun. 64 lanes, a pro shop, snack bar, and arcade. And while the kids are bowling, you can play slots and sip on a drink in the Alley Cat Lounge while overlooking the lanes. For our more serious and professional bowlers, the South Point is also home to a separate tournament bowling plaza. Back here on Gone Racing, Jeff Motley, alongside my buddy Brendan Gone, talking all things Pennzoil 400 here in our town, hometown. Las Vegas, Las Vegas Motor Speedway this weekend. It's going to be a great weekend at the track. Triple header, we got the truck race this weekend on, on Friday night, Xfinity race on Saturday. Truck race, by the way, Christopher Bell, Kyle Busch running in the in the truck race on, on Friday night. Yeah, I, I know we don't have the odds here for the truck race up at South Point. I did look earlier. I think I saw Kyle Busch was minus four. 25 somewhere now, i might put christopher bell pretty close to him but um i, I listen I both of those guys but how about how about a guy to win a race in a 32 yeah. truck field he won last week yes he did so he can only run five so i bet he wins all five he tries to win all five that's Kyle's goal. He'll probably win all five you know he likes running in his hometown all right guess what we're on hit driver head-to-heads and this is the first my week. favorite this is well my new favorite mm. that's hey listen I'm going to you, punch and Judy you guys to death again. They they, they may I have hit the top three. I'm going to punch and Judy to death my way to I a, can't another wait solid season until we get to the standings after week two. I'm just saying. What did I, I did wait. I did I hit two bets looking, this week? Did you, are you are you in last place this week? What did I hit two? Are bets? you in last place? Did I hit two bets? Hey, guess what? You can win what the two first bet? two stages and finish dead last. Okay, uh, that, that, I'm just saying. Okay, all right. Driver head heads. Hey, look, the first one is the one that leaps off the page at me. William Byron is plus 140 against his teammate Kyle Larson at minus 160. And it's really been those two guys that have battled for the win for about the last three Ooh. races. Well, and, and I was going to say, remember last, I mean, there have been some phenomenal races between Byron and Larson in the last bunch of races. Especially with, in Las Vegas. That's right. Larson won the playoff race. He finished second to him in the Pennzoil 400 to Byron, of course. And then he finished second in 2022. He won in 2021. It is very hard. That's why he's a minus 160. But William Byron ain't no slouch, baby. William Byron, he's pretty darn good in his own right at this place. So I, a 140, we always talk about enticement. How about an enticement in a head-to-head bet? A plus 140? A 140 a on 140 a head-to-head. A head-to-head. Right. I mean, look, I believe Larson should be the favorite. Absolutely. But, I mean, and maybe 120. But you want to go all the way to 140. I think that's that's pretty well, significant. You know, and I look at the rest of the of the driver head to heads. I think maybe the other one that that kind of stands out to me a little bit is Joey Logano at a plus 120 against Chase Elliott's minus 140. And I know I was was talking about Chase Elliott earlier, but like you said, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? Joey Logano has won the Pennzoil 400 lately, and Joey Logano's got three wins. I don't know. I see that one as a as a pick that. It's definitely worth taking a shot at. Average finish last ten races: Joey Logano ten point eight, Chase Elliott fifteen point three. Uh, I mean that that's that right there tells a tale. I don't dislike the Brad Keselowski if if you believe in that. Brad Keselowski's last ten races at Las Vegas Motor Speedway average finish nine point six to Chase Elliott's fifteen point three. If you want to go a dote line, you get a plus one twenty on Joey Logano and a plus one twenty on 
Brad Keselowski, I got to like those two numbers right there for a head-to-head. Yeah, it's it's exciting this week that there's actually some good Real numbers. Out there. Yeah. Well, and and I mean Kyle Busch, Chase Elliott, plus mm-hmm. one of five. I mean, yeah. Okay. All right, let's move along to our group matchups. We love our group matchups. Um, one thing you're going to discover this week in the group matchups, Kyle Larson is such a prohibitive favorite. They didn't, put they him didn't in. even put him in a group. So Kyle Larson has his own group, so he's obviously going to win it. He's group like be better than Group A, whatever better than a Group plus. A is. He's like A plus. So William Byron comes in as, as the favorite in Group A, and then Denny Hamlin, Christopher Bell, and Tyler Reddick all come in at plus 275. It's hard to bet against Byron at Las Vegas Motor Speedway when Kyle Larson is not even in the group. I don't disagree with that. Look, that Denny Hamlin, he is so great here also. I mean, can't leave him out of that conversation. You know, And I talked earlier about Christopher Bell and Tyler Reddick, two guys that I think are are primed for a breakout. I man, this is not the group that I'm xing saying don't bet, but this is one that it you, you have to if you're going to go through this, you need to go through the minutia. That's a Chevrolet and three Toyotas. You got to find whatever gives you wait wait till qualifying, wait till practice because they have a, a practice session here. Wait to see what they have, and then you might be able to make a differentiator in these four. And and look, let's keep in mind. You say okay cool i want to put some bets down on the pins 400 don't feel like you gotta go and bet group a yeah because sometimes i mean you and i it's more fun it's way more fun group and bet cd and e it is and and that's the great thing about it is because that's that's part of the reason why when you watch a race you don't have to necessarily watch exactly what's going on up front when you get into these other groups because you and i don't pick group a very often nope and there's a reason we don't pick group a very often i mean first off they're the best guys out there and you usually can throw a hat over them and make a really good case and the odds of them look at the the odds the odds are right there. Every once in a while, we'll get a group A where you have a 310 as the, as the dog, and it's a guy that's a favorite at a 310. That's that's a great number. I'll, I'll get enticed to that. But three 275s and 245, wait till, after, wait till after practice and qualifying. You can find a differentiator. I'm not X in this group, but I like the other ones better. So now speaking of getting a nice number, mm-hmm. let's talk about group mm-hmm. B, where there are some nice numbers out here. Martin Trex Jr. and Ryan Blaney are the favorites at plus 240. And the two guys we just talked about head-to-head, Chase Elliott and Kyle Busch, plus 300. You know, you were talking about the odds on Kyle for a top mm-hmm. three, but you pretty much can get almost the same odds, if not better, on a Group B win just to beat three guys. I Listen, what did I, who did I say had the best average finish in the last 10 races? Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch, and he is plus 300 in Group B against a Martin Truex Jr., who was phenomenal in the regular season last year and had one of the greatest collapses in the history of the sport in the playoffs. Hasn't come back off that. that you know We haven't seen anything real since then. Ryan Blaney in a brand new Ford that we don't know nothing about. And then Chase Elliott, who, what have you done for me lately? This, to me, is my, my lock favorite pick. I'm telling you now, Kyle Busch and Group B is in my five picks. Well, I, I, I can certainly see why we would have Kyle Busch in our top five picks. I, I really am liking that one. I don't know if I'm... Because I'm trying to have some faith in Kyle in, in uh, Chase Elliott. I really am. And I also know uh, last that- year you, you made fun of me most of the second half of last year, but I'm, cause I said, there's like, no way, but I'm also trying to say, okay, it's a new year. It's a fresh start. Look, everything that could go wrong last year. I mean, the snowboarding incident, then the, then the, then the suspension. I mean, everything that could go wrong with, with Chase Elliott went wrong. And when I'm I said to say, that okay, a clean slate this year, when I said that he dogged me, 
I'm just supposed to sit here and take it when he says it. And I'm also sitting here looking at Ryan Blaney, who is our defending champion, and Martin Tricks Jr. Who is hey, did Ryan Blaney one. do much until the playoffs? No, but, you know, he's looked pretty good so far early I, on this season, too. I, and he's always run well in Vegas. I he hasn't always finished no, well, look, but he's I'm, run I'm, well in Vegas. Look, I'm looking at his stats. I mean, 13.8 average finish, five top tens, three top right, fives, right, last just, ten. I, okay, and I, again, I'm not sure I'm going to go down the Group B road, but I can appreciate. I mean, look. I am. And if I was. My bet would be on Cowboys. I am. So I'll agree with you. Me. Okay. Me. All right. Let's move over to group C. We got three guys all locked together as favorites here. Bubba Wallace, Alex Bowman, and Ty Gibbs. And then the long shot in this group at a plus 310. Big number there on Chris Busher. I love that Chris Busher number, except I got I'm sounding like a broken record this episode, like you and the old crapshoot. I don't know what the Ford Mustangs are going to be like yet. So I, I'm struggling to jump on that bandwagon. And in this, Alex Bowman, yes, he didn't win. Yes, we've talked about those things. But this is a track that Alex Bowman has always done very well out. One win in the last nine races. He only got nine because he missed one of them. Third in the Pennzoil 400 last year behind his two teammates. Uh, you know, and, and, and the crash that I mentioned earlier. I, this Alex Bowman bet right here to me is Ty Gibbs looking great. I, I, he's a wild card to me. I, I can't, can't handicap Ty Gibbs yet. Don't know where he's going to be. But I do like that Alex Bowman, 255. He's my favorite in that group. I'm leaning Bubba here. Okay. And, and you know, keep in mind, I'm the guy that picked Bowman to be the disappointing driver this season when the season started. And uh, Bowman almost won the Daytona 500, so almost made me look bad, like, right after the first week. Somebody else looked bad um, last year with that pick, so well, it's all yeah, good. I understand. Totally understand. So, but I, I like Bubba here. I just he finished like, fourth in the in the Pennzoil 400 last year. Correct, and he has really kind of I think found something on the mm -hmm. 1.5 miles. Mm -hmm. We've seen him run well there, and you know what? I'm going to send good karma for Bubba Wallace because he's coming in a day early to do a press conference for us in Las Vegas. Uh, now, so hey, very now but, we know why. Well, I'm just saying hey, I, he's got to definitely talk. I used to do those for him. You got it. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just saying that that karma can be. You know, karma's good and karma's bad, and I think the good karma is on Bubba's side. So. Mm -hmm. I like Bubba there. All so, right. All right. Let's take a look at Group D. Group D, Austin Sendrick and Austin Dillon. The Battle of the Austins are the favorites there at plus 250. Carson Hosevar at plus 285. And John Hunter Nemechek at plus 290. Uh, look, Carson Hosevar, super nice kid. Spire Motorsports, way better than they've ever been. Are they ready to compete with, even though Austin Sendrick not been the greatest, but do I still think that a Penske or RCR car that Spire is ready to compete with them on a weekly basis. Not yet. John Hunter is the wild card in this group. We don't know where legacy is going to be with the new Toyota changeover with all that. That leads me to say that it's probably going to take them a little bit really to get into things. So I'm screaming right there at the Austin Dillon pick. Dillon, just an average finish over Austin Sindrick. Uh Dillon's average finish 15.9 in the last 10 races. Austin Sindrick does not have 10, but Austin Sindrick's, uh, 19.3, four data points, one top 10, where Austin, Austin Dillon just way better here. You know, I, I'm totally agree with you in that it's between the Austins mm -hmm. and Austin Dillon. I mean, a little surprisingly, he's had some good runs in yep. Vegas. He really has. Uh, and when I look at Austin Sendrick, I see Penske's had some really good runs in Vegas, mm -hmm. but Austin Sendrick hasn't necessarily had the good runs in Vegas. So I think it definitely comes down between those two guys. Uh, I think if you had to like say, okay, you got to pick one, I would lean Austin Dillon, mm -hmm. but it's not a huge lean, Austin Dillon. So, but I do believe it comes down between those two guys. All right, let's take a look at Group E. 
where Chase Briscoe and Michael McDowell are both coming in at plus 260, then Corey LaJoy and Noah Gregson at plus 275. God, I really want to jump on the Corey LaJoy bandwagon here because that team has done so much better, but the same thing. I don't know if Spire's ready. Uh, Noah Gregson, uh, I, look, I, I, you know, I love the kid. We haven't seen him get back in the car yet. We haven't seen real, well, I don't want to say real racing. I feel bad saying that, but. He had no real choice, ch ch shot at Atlanta nope. because and, of and, the crash early, but he ran well at Daytona. Got a top, yes, top but I mean, 10. but there wasn't great. Like we got to see this right. race first, but what I have here is I have a Ford, a Ford, Corey LaJoy, Chevy, and a Ford. Don't know about the Mustangs, but Michael McDowell has been the class of that Ford field. If you look at those four drivers, Michael McDowell is the class of all four of them. I like Michael McDowell and Chase Briscoe last night, last week did not impress. Chase Briscoe, matter of fact, knocked himself in my eyes down a lot with, with, he did not look like a professional driver in that pack last week. Well, I'm totally in with you on Michael McDowell here. I think Michael McDowell is actually separating himself. I mean, mm -hmm. I think he was a guy who could win on road courses, win on super speedways, but I like Michael McDowell here. Okay, we come back on Gone Racing, our final segment, our last group. We'll give you our picks. From the South Point studio. <laughs> the perfect blend of sports. But I think the Niners are going to wear them down. Detroit Pistons lost their 36 games. Comedy. See over under on that relationship lasting. I'm going to put mayo in the coffee. Yes. I am beautiful. And a whole lot of Pittsburgh. In Pittsburgh. 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 Yeah. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. Join Ryan McCormick. That's at least two picks outside of our own in the first round next year. Oreo. And host Frank Nicotero. <laughs> <laughs> I look at the clock, I go, ah! Ah! Oh! Watch Punchlines, live at noon every weekday. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table, non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the Poker Room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. You'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. Bingo! And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. Welcome back into the final segment of Gone Racing. Jeff Motley alongside Brendan Gone. We're breaking down everything about the Pennzoil 400 this week at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. A home game for us this Our week. Our favorite place, of course. Our favorite place, Las Vegas Motor Speedway. We, we're biased, but we're allowed to say that because we live here and I work there. And that's, that's their, their name's on my paycheck that's every right. week. It has been for 25 years. I guess I'm showing my age when I say that I've been there for 25 years. That's okay. Years, I, was but... I was racing there before you got there, so I'm showing more age. This is true. This is true. Uh, boy, it's been a long time. Okay. <laughs> and with that, let's get into our final group matchup, which is Group F. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and Josh Berry at plus 260. 
Brian Priest and Harrison Burton at plus 275. You know, we always say we love Group F the most. It's one of our favorite groups to bet. And we liked it better when Chris Busher. Yeah, that too. But then we He's also. too good for Group F now. He's very, yeah. very much too good for Group F. But then we always talk about there's a group that I just have a big X over that I don't want to bet. Uh, guess what? The week that the group we always said is our favorite is the group this week that I guess put a big X over. Right now there is uh, Ricky Stenhouse had a good run at, at finished had a good finish at Atlanta last week, but I I got no momentum out of anybody here. I've got Priest and Barry, Stuart Haas Fords. I got Harrison Burton who was my pick for the most disappointing driver this year, and then you got Stenhouse. If you want to go for experience, Stenhouse screams. You know Ricky Stenhouse two sixty, but I got I got nothing in this group for you, Jeff. I, they're they're all average finishes in the twenties. Hard for me to differentiate them. Yeah, and I'm kind of with you there. I mean, it's, I mean, I think I, I probably lean a little bit to Stenhouse here. Um, I think best if, average finish. He's the only one not in the twenties. He's seventeen point nine in. And he's actually finish. had a couple of decent runs in in Vegas before. He's got a top five and two top tens last ten. Yeah, and, and I'm kind of a little bit in the in the. Let's see what the Fords can do here. I think if the Fords can run well here, then I think maybe that kind of makes you say okay. But 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 maybe that means I'm looking more at the Fords than when they get to Phoenix next week or when they get to a Texas or, or somewhere like that. So I'm kind of with you right now. I think uh, Group F is one that I'm probably going to keep my distance on. I'm there. All right. Our last one is our manufacturer prop this week. Uh, Chevy was plus 150 last week, but Chevy has dropped all the way down to a plus 120 this week. Rightfully so, honestly. Rightfully so because of the success that Hendrick Motorsports has had. The Toyotas come in at plus 170. And the unknown of the Fords are plus 300, but you've got some Fords out there with drivers with a lot of wins racked up. Well, and they're, they're good. I mean, here's the thing. This is one of those unknown bets. If you want to say that you think the Dark Horse Mustang is going to come out of the box and fire like they have the first two super speedway races, plus 300 is a phenomenal. It's a three-man horse race, and you're getting plus 300. I mean, that, that's, that's a phenomenal odd for a three-man race. Um, so if you think the Fords are going to be able to do it, come strong with this new package, with this new car at the first real race of the year, right there's your plus 300. That's a lock for you if you think that. You know, I took the Chevys last week at Atlanta mm -hmm. with the manufacturer pick because it was plus 150. And I, I don't, maybe I don't know why plus 150 seemed to be so much better than plus 120. I mean, I know that it is, but I think the difference from 150 to 120 is enough for me to say, no, I think I'll save my pick somewhere else. Although, I should probably look at that kind of like you do with the driver head to heads and say, Hey, look, as, as our buddy, uncle Brent Musburger used to say, it's all about cash, cash and tickets, tickets, right? So listen, so last week, last week though, Daniel Suarez, there was a great video. He only won by. Yeah. By they, lightning McQueen's yeah, tongue. Yeah. By lightning McQueen's tongue. I mean, <laughs> I, if, if you look at that video, Ryan Blaney, actually there's the checkerboard before the finish line. The checkerboard is not the line. The Correct. finish line is that solid line. Correct. Ryan Blaney, I got to see the, the NASCAR, that frame camera that you've probably seen, yes. the one that's like 1,200 frames a second. And Ryan Blaney was the first one to the checkerboard. There's three checkerboards. What's his checkerboard? Eight inches? So eight, 16, 24, two feet. In two feet, Ryan Blaney was the first one to the start of it. Daniel Suarez was the first one to the finish. What line. was amazing to me is that the transponder got it right, and the transponder is under one of the rear wheels. Yeah, it's under the it's under so, the back. But the transponder got it right, which I think that probably makes sense because if, if Suarez it's, is it surging past yeah. him, then it's going to But still, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Championship odds. It's worth doing it because we had a big mover. We did. We had a big mover. Daniel Suarez moved from 100 to 1 to 75 to yep. 1. So 
uh, certainly, you know, there was. We talk about value if you're going to well, get on guys. And, and here's the deal. Let's talk about value. Daniel Suarez, early in the season, we don't know what he's going to do. First real race, but he's 75 to one now. He is one of you and I have said we don't think we're going to get 16 this year. So he is one of the 16 guys that's going to make the playoffs. He's 75 to one. When you get down to Daytona or whatever the last race this year is this year because of the the the, the whole Olympic thing, he's going to be 14 to one or 30 to one. So. Now's the time if you want to get Daniel Suarez. He's locked in the playoffs. There you his, go. His, the one thing we can say about Daniel Suarez, his odds will not go any higher. Any higher. So seventy-five to one is maxed max out no, on Daniel great Suarez. For him. So if you're going to bet him to win the championship, hey, throw five bucks down. It's seventy-five and to one. I love that the fields that that the South Point because these are odds now South Point. We do a lot more South Point odds than we used to. Uh, the field is thirty to one. Um, I'd like to see anybody other than these. One, two, that's amazing to me. Drivers. To put the field at thirty to one. Who on earth? I mean, I mean I'd <laughs> have to go and do a. Do I could put that at ten thousand to one for the year. I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll walk over right now. I'll have Jimmy put their Jimmy and Chris change that to ten thousand to one, and I don't bet we get one person bet. I think you're right. Okay, we got one more thing to talk about with Atlanta. I don't mind talking about it. And look, we I was plus. All, we I was plus. All did well last week. In fact, all three of us were in the plus. Our pit crew got the big pickup by picking Daniel Suarez right. to get a top three. Huge, right. huge. Uh, day for the for the pit crew. They also had Kyle Busch to win Group B, and he was the underdog in Group okay. B. So that was a big number there, a plus two seventy five number. Um, I picked up a couple of wins last week with um, uh, I don't I think they got a, one of them on the side of the wrong one. Bubba Wallace over Martin Truex Jr. Yep. Uh, got that in a head to head, and then uh, Alex Bowman winning in in Group D there. And then uh, you picked up a couple wins. Uh, Bowman won Group D. I thought you just won the Chevy bet. I don't know. I won the Chevy bet. Yeah. See, I'm looking at my sheet. He's and, and he didn't the, take his glasses off. Right, and, my, and my sheet's messed up. You're right. I won the Chevy bet, and now I'm looking at the sheet, and I've got it right. There so, it see, if you look at the way the sheet is, it's hard to read for us here. I understand what I'm saying. I'm, but, okay. I'm reading. I'm... Anyway, you got two wins also. You had both of yours were head-to-heads. Wallace over Larson. What? Chastain over Truex. Ty Cobb is at it again. Hey, Pete Rose. Pete Rose, baby. I'm going to hit singles. I'm going to hit yeah, singles all day long. Probably if Pete Rose is a better uh, comparison when we're doing a, a, betting, a betting show and hitting singles, we should be talking <sighs> Come about on. Pete Rose, right? Got to go there again? Oh, <laughs> had that Sorry. once. So anyway. that brings our overall standings. Our pit crew has taken the lead for the first the time, first time in, in, in more 18 than a year. months, 16 months. Woo! Our pit crew at five. I did text our old friend Wyatt and told him, look what happened after you stopped making the pit crew picks. And he goes, well, you know, uh, well, sorry you lost on Brett. Cause yeah, he's too busy calling UNLV women's basketball right. games. He's the 24th ranked lady rebel. I go. think right. Let's now go lady rebs in, in the poll. So, um, so right now you're, you're bringing up the river rear and you know what that means? That means I get to go first for the first time in you over a year and almost a year get to go first. Yes, I do. So I've told you I'm, I'm, I am big on them head-to-heads, and I'm going to start with a head-to-head bet. Uh, I love that that Joey Logano plus 120 over Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott, what have you done for me lately? Joey Logano, what have you done for me lately? I may not know what the Ford's going to do, but I really, really do like that one. I'm still torn. I haven't made the decision yet. I'm going to Group B, and in the group matchups, I've got Group B with Kyle Busch. I told you that's one of my picks. With Group D, I've got Austin Dillon, and Group E, I've got McDowell. Now, now you're gonna make me scribble. I don't know. You're gonna make me scribble. I've already written down nope. your picks here. Bowman Group C, sticking with Bowman. Sticking final with answer. Bowman C. I want to do Kyle Busch even money, but over to against Chase Elliott. But that's two on the don't line. I don't like doing the don't line. I'm not a don't shooter. It's, I don't shoot from the dark side. I don't like it. So, okay, I'm going Alex Bowman. Group All C. right. I'm gonna take one big swing. I'm gonna 
believe in Uncle Mo, and I'm going to take Daniel Suarez for a back-to-back top three I like 12 it. to 1. I, like it. I do like that. Uh, this is going to come as a real surprise to you, but I'm actually going to take two head-to-head picks. One of, which, one of which, sadly, I'm agreeing with you. I'm taking Joey Logano at plus 120 over Chase Elliott. And then I'm going to take that 140 William Byron. I know it's against Kyle Larson, but you give me 140 and a head-to-head. I just, I just really, really like that number. And then my other two, I'm going into the groups. I'm going to go head-to-head with you in Group C. I'm going to go with Bubba Wallace. I know you've got Alex Bowman there, so I'm going Bubba in Group C. And then you and I are in total agreement. I think it's probably, we think it's our lock of the of the week almost, is Michael McDowell in Group E. Really, really like Michael McDowell there in Group E. So I'm going to go with that one. And then... Now, do we find... Now, hey, I'm surprised that Ann and the crew back there haven't found the old picture of, of, of what was it, Karina, Isaiah, and... And uh, Wyatt, Wyatt with the else, with the yeah. belts. I mean, even though they're not with the program anymore, it's a different network. We don't have the rights to that to, photo. To their faces. <laughs> we don't have the rights to their faces. But I, you know, they 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 bragged about it so much last year, and then did so poorly. And maybe they need a new one with just Ann's face in the lead. You know, she's taking the charge for the pit crew. Well, like you did last week with picking three top threes, the pit crew is picking three, three top, top threes, threes this week. They're they they believe in Chase Elliott. They're going Chase Elliott at a plus 380, Joey Logano plus 400, like Kyle Busch at plus 350, like and then it. they're going with two like head-to-heads, it. not the head-to-heads you and I picked. They're taking Denny Hamlin plus 105 over William Byron, and they're taking Chris Busher at plus 105 over Alex they're, Bowman. They're believing in the Hendrick with Chase Elliott, but not believing in Hendrick with Byron and Bowman. I mean, if you look at it, that's kind of what it says. Well, it's kind of hard for us to argue with the Listen, since Legano, they're yeah. our butts. Logano and Bush, I, I talked about that. I, I really thought about taking that Kyle Bush top three pick. I do like it. Um, that That's that's a, a, a str- solid pick there. Well, I we like got it. a little bit more than a minute to go, and, and I love to talk up all things Las Vegas, but it's going to be a great weekend here in Las Vegas. It's a triple header weekend yep. we talked about with all three races and a lot of cool stuff going on. we got Maddie and Tay is going to be doing a concert on Sunday before the race. Huge country music duo. Yep. Um, we've got Jose Bautista, Joey Bats, remember former Turner Blue Jay owns the Las Vegas Lights now. He's going to be our uh, honorary pace car driver. Saw and uh, AJ Cole, the all pro punter for the Las Vegas Raiders, he's going to be the grand marshal for the race. So a lot of cool stuff, a lot of fun stuff, a lot of driver appearances, including retired driver appearances. I think you're, where, where can people find you this I'll, week? I'll be out at the South Point on Saturday at the Xfinity Race. South I'll Point be at the South Point display. Uh, you know, and Vinny, Vinny will be out there right after me. Of Vinny Maiolo bringing some betting tickets, so we're giving away some betting tickets. Are they to, bringing Vinny in to bring so that you get a bigger crowd? Wow, <laughs> that hurts. Come and on, we love and my, son, my son got his cast off oh, this week, so better. he's he's. We're probably going to come out Sunday, so I can take the boys around and see some of the old pals and cronies and hang out at the my favorite racetrack on the circuit with the greatest garage in the history of the circuit. Yeah, the Neon Garage, definitely, uh, definitely something that every race fan should come out and visit. So. All right, everybody. That's a wrap on our show this week. Thank God. Uh, Professionally yeah. unprofessional. We're Professionally out. Professionally unprofessional. We got to a rough start, by the way. <laughs> but anyway, that's it for this week. We'll be back next week. Break down the Penzoa 400 and start talking about things at Phoenix.